Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hi, and welcome back. I'm just at work, honestly. If I'm being honest, I'm literally recording this from my desk. There is no one here because it is 5.30 p.m. and I am still at the office. I realize that for most people, maybe 5.30 p.m. doesn't sound late, but um, it it is a little bit for teachers, I guess, because, well, first of all, I get here at 7.30 um, and, like, start working at 7.30. Um, and also, I feel the teaching day just has to be shorter because it's actually way too chaotic. I've been really thinking about this and... We had a few days at the end of the year last year where um, all the students were gone and we were all just in our offices like planning for the next year, organizing stuff, um, redoing like a lot of documents, editing slideshows. We have a new curriculum this year in Sweden, so we had to redo a lot of our our work. Um, And I just had this moment of like, wow, is this what normal people's jobs are like? Like, you're just in the office and everyone's just, like, quietly doing their work. It was so nice. (laughs) Um, And I just, don't get me wrong, I just actually love the kids. Like, I feel like a parent, kind of, when I'm here. Um, But it's just really, like, a totally different feel. And I actually don't think you could do a teaching day longer than it is. Like, it's so hectic. And it requires, like, so much energy and just, like, a totally um, different capacity than any other job does. And it's so consuming. Um, But anyways, I'm just thinking about the fact that I'm here at 5.30 when everyone has left the school around 2.30 or 3. Maybe even earlier, some of them. Maybe some of them around 4. But definitely no one is here at 5.30. Um, and this is not the first time I've done this. This is, won't be the last, and I still have so much work to do. There are some days where I literally left school at, um, like, the alarm to lock the whole building goes off at 9 p.m., and I literally walked out the door at 8.59 because <laughs> I just had too much work to do and then took the bus home and went to bed. And that is just really not how I want to live my life. And I'm just sitting here thinking at this desk, like... Obviously, I took like a few minute break from what I was doing and I was just looking at my phone and I just was thinking like, oh my God, I like there are just so many things that I want in my life so badly and I just know that it's going to take a hell of a lot of courage to get where I want to go. But I I can't have it any other way. And I think that for so long, like, we're just used to believing that we have to follow this one track. And if we go to university for this kind of degree, then we need to study this kind of subject. And then therefore, when we graduate from that, the easiest thing to do is, you know, to take this job in this field that you already know so much about, even if you don't actually love it. But I've been thinking a lot about, like, what is easy and what isn't. And just because something's convenient and you know how to do it, does that actually make it easy? And I think I'm creating sort of my own definition now of what easy really is, which is not at all about um, something just being convenient. 
easy should be when you actually are interested or engaged in what you're doing so much that you could work for hundreds of hours and it wouldn't matter because it would just flow out of you. Um, and that's not to say anyone should work for hundreds of hours, but I think that that's, a, that's what my definition of easy is. It's not the amount of effort or um, the amount of hours or time or care that you put into something being low. It's about how do you feel when you're putting in the time and effort and care and energy into something. Does it feel like it comes naturally to you? Are you excited about it? Do you feel happy when you're doing it? Because if you love what you're doing and you feel happy when you're doing it, that feels easy. But you could literally be doing the most mundane task and be so disinterested, so disengaged, so, you know, unsatisfied with what you're doing. And even though, you know, the complexity, let's say, or the amount of, you know, of brain power that it uses, is that actually easy? Because really, you're setting yourself up, you're putting yourself in this position to just be dissatisfied and unhappy. So the way that you approach that part of your day is not going to be enjoyable. It's not easy to get yourself to do something that you don't enjoy. It's not easy to wake up every day and get out of bed when you don't enjoy what you're doing. It's not easy to, you know, commute there to, to, you know, relax and take a break when you know you're dreading having to going back to this thing. And so we follow all these paths in our lives because we think that that's just what the easiest thing is. But really, I think the easiest and the hardest thing is to actually do what you love. And so for me, I will, and I know this, I will absolutely not quit. I won't quit until I'm where I want to be. And I can see where I am now, and I can see where I want to go, and I don't see a path. And I think that can be super overwhelming. Like, let's say if I want to look, for example, just even just at my career, I love teaching. I could teach for a long time, and it would probably be just fine. But what I really, really want to be a health coach. I want to have an online platform. I want to like connect with people in a way that like I feel really, I really resonate with right? I, I love teaching because I love people and I love kids and I love seeing them grow. I love it so much, but I love, I love it in the sense that like, I, I feel like a parent. So I become like, I feel like I really care about the kids deeply. Um, but do I care necessarily about mathematics or about, um, music, the things that I'm teaching? Not really. If I'm being honest, do I enjoy both of them? Do I enjoy teaching them? Yeah, of course I do. But what I enjoy about teaching is not actually about the content. It's about developing young people to becoming people that know what they want to do, that can care for others, that can speak to each other's kindly, that can approach this world in a way that makes it a better place. Like that's what I care about. And I think that I've really enjoyed this job, but I know so badly that I actually I'm interested in the content of being a coach and of, of working with people in that in that field and also with the people, right? So it combines the two things that I feel like I know for a fact that I'm really passionate about and I really care about it. And I just, I'm realizing now, like, I don't even think I need to make that much money to be happy doing those things. And I, I don't think I've ever had this thought because... Well, I always had this hot thought since I was little that I, you know, had to have a lot of money to 
you know, be happy. Because that's just what I saw in the community where I grew up. Even, you know, like if we wanted to do something as a family, you know, if, and this has nothing to do with my family, I'm sure like almost every family will say this at some point or another that, oh, that's, that's too expensive or that's really expensive or, oh, I don't know. And you know that it's about money. And I always wanted in my life to never have to think about those things. Like, okay, if, if we want to go on to some family vacation to Australia, for example, which my family did when I was little and it's like, the best memories that I ever had but when I get older I just want to be able to seize the moment and do those things for my kids and for my family and my life and and what whatever it is and I don't want to have to think about money that's one side of it the other side of it is that I grew up at a time still and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this but we acted like women were still housewives even though women were going into the workforce but it was almost this notion of like, oh yeah, women go to the workforce until they have kids and then they stay at home and are stay-at-home moms. That's what it was. It was like either you're like a, you know, quote-unquote rich mom that goes to work and then that like chills at home with her kids and is just like a stay-at-home mom. E- keywords, just a stay-at-home mom, which we all acted like it was this easy thing. Meanwhile, it probably caused or required way more emotional turmoil and energy and organization and effort than anything that most of most people's regular jobs require. Um, and the other option for women who worked were like, okay, are you a single mom that's like working her ass off to take care of her kids? They never really showed anyone that was working because, well, just because they just liked working. And I think this is also quite complex, right? Because I think as a mom, you there's also the whole other layer of like feeling guilt for not being around your kids. Um, so there's there's a lot of layers here. And then I also grew up watching all Disney movies. And for me, I don't know if I've talked about this on another episode yet or not, but for me, I always saw the Disney movies and I loved them. I like literally ate them up. I watched them like hundreds of times um, when I was little in the basement on literally a VCR. Now I'm really dating myself. We had a VCR player that I would rewind like with the rewind button to get it back to the beginning so I could watch it again. Um, and at in all those movies, all those Disney movies, it's just like a woman being pretty And that's really all she had to offer was that she was pretty and she was maybe kind and pleasant and she liked, she worked, you know, she worked well with nature, whatever, whatever it was. Like these were her qualities. She never argued. She was never upset. She never had negative emotions. And so we raised a a whole generation of women on these movies expecting them to just be these emotionally stable humans but then also just to like what wait to be rescued by a man and then that's what I saw a lot of the time in in my immediate community growing up was I saw dads working and moms at school and I basically saw no families that were even anything out of basically two white uh, parents, both like cisgender, meaning they look like women, act like women, feel like a woman, 
vice versa. Parents. And man worked probably in business and mom was a stay-at-home mom and drove us to soccer and like ate, you know, cut up the orange wedges. And those moms deserve so much credit and didn't get enough. And I wanted to, you know, when I was younger, I thought it was just, I really wanted to have a nice home and I wanted to have nice clothes and I wanted to do all these things. And so I always thought to have that, okay, well, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, so that's only going to make X amount of dollars. And if I want to have those things, therefore, I need to marry someone that makes more money than me. And that's something that I just decided when I was like, I don't know, maybe must have been younger than 10. Like I just, I came to that conclusion and I just like sort of always knew I was just going to have to marry someone that made more money than me if I wanted to do those things because the career that I actually wanted to do um, wasn't going to do that. And there wasn't really, I didn't find like an option of like encouraging women to like, we were never saying like, go out and do what you want to do and you like will find abundance of money and wealth and, and whatever it is. Like there was either like, you were going to do something like what I was doing that was just like a regular job and like if you wanted your family to have a lot of money you probably had to marry someone who was making more money than you or you were like a woman who was like working in business and probably in marketing because they weren't really throwing around so many women working in finance when I was younger um so it and and mind you there's like nothing wrong with working and marketing as a woman like that's amazing it just they kind of I feel like pushed women to into like the one space in business that's a more creative sort of business and I guess like creativity can often I feel like often is linked with like this whole maternal side that we group women with so I feel like when they said like oh women are going to be in business oh let's put them in marketing because women can be artists women can cook women can draw whatever women can just do marketing like I I don't know (laughs) I'm just making this this grand assumption now but this is I guess what I saw when I was younger was like either you had to do this if you wanted to make money as woman or you just had to do something else and hope they married someone who made more money and so I actually never even considered like doing my own career or doing my own thing because I just never understood that it was even possible. And I think like I got this idea probably of the fact that some man had to save me and I had to rely on someone else to make money to be able to live my life the way that I wanted because that's just what was ingrained in me from a subconscious mind, right? Your subconscious mind develops between when you're zero and seven. So at that time, that's when I was consuming all those movies. So I'm sure to some degree it it seeped in and then it formed all these thoughts when I'm older. The beautiful thing I will say about this is that now I'm aware. Now I can make choices. Now I can make changes. And it was, I think, gosh, when was it? It was when I moved to St. Lucia, actually. So that would have been around it probably happened around February or March of 2020 and I realized for the first time I lived in this state of bliss when I first got there and I realized for the first time that actually I could do anything that I wanted and that I could create my own career and that I could have abundance of money and wealth and actually that I could do it and I never I never saw myself doing it before and I don't think I didn't see myself working in business or being an entrepreneur not because I didn't want to I saw myself not doing it because I didn't think I was capable 
because I didn't see enough other women doing it. And like, I think it's so funny because like, if you asked me when I was younger, like, do women work in business? Are there women in business? I would have been like, yeah. So I did see it, but I just didn't see it enough. It wasn't reg- it wasn't like a regular thing that anyone that you could do if you wanted to. And it wasn't something that, you know, you could for example, when I was younger, I wasn't good at math, let's say, which is so ironic that now I'm a math teacher. But um so I guess when I wasn't good at math, I was like, okay, there's no way I can go into business. There's no way I can be an entrepreneur, there's no way I can do all these things that I actually want to do. And so therefore I'm just gonna follow the cra- the career that like I know that I'm already going to be good at because I'm already good with kids and I'm already good working with people. So therefore, I'll just do this thing that I'm good at, that I, that I like enough. And actually, this is quite funny is um, I also, I might have mentioned this, I just don't remember, but I first started listening to podcasts when I was in teacher's college, my Bachelor of Education. So um, it would have been uh, the year of 2018, and and I guess the year of 2019 kind of that school year and that summer leading up to and after and I started by listening to this podcast called Almost 30 and it was so good and I remember actually my boyfriend at the time being like why are you listening to this podcast called Almost 30 when you're like 21 like what are you doing <laughs> and uh he was like I was always thinking like that was kind of funny that he pointed that out because I guess fair, but at the same time, I never really saw it as like a, oh, I I feel old. I saw it as a like, I resonate a lot with the message and these people have already gone through a lot of the things that I'm going through now. So why would I not just want to learn from that? And they're just a few like years ahead of me in their life experience. And so they'll just have something to bring to the table that I'm, I'm excited to learn about and to know. Um, But the funny thing is, is I loved all our episodes, except the ones that I always skipped were these ones on um, business and entrepreneurship and where they interviewed an entrepreneur and it would be like, girl boss, you know, so-and-so on starting your own business, blah, blah, blah. And I just was, every time I saw those, I was like, meh, skip. I never even like, I maybe listened to maximum five minutes, meh, skip. And I actually realized when I was in St. Lucia and I had this whole kind of revelation is that I don't think it's actually that I'm not interested in those things I just didn't believe it was possible for me so I convinced myself that I wasn't interested in those things and what's funny actually about all of this about this whole mindset that I realized is that I came to the conclusion that I had also put a lot of pressure on myself to find this specific type of partner. And I wonder if I subconsciously thought I was going to end up settling a bit if they met that one quality. Like if most things were great, except a few things were eh. uh, But they were going to, you know, us being together meant I was going to have this whole life that I wanted. I, I wonder if, if subconsciously I just expected to settle, which is so interesting to even think about. But once I moved past that and I realized actually that everything that I wanted in this world was possible if I just tried, 
If I just felt like this was the right thing for me and I put my energy into it and I freaking tried hard that I would get there, I realized I actually don't really care at all what my partner's doing. I just care that they like what they're doing, that they're passionate, but they 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 could work in, in any field and actually they could make twenty thousand dollars a year and I, I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't care because I would have my own money and enough money to do all the things that I want to do because I got myself there. And so actually what I care more about in my partner, now that I have all these other meet needs being met by me, what I care more about my partner is that they're the right person for me, that they're the, the perfect person for me, that they, you know, lift me up when I'm feeling down or that they um, make me grow as a person. I learn something new by being around them. I feel supported by them. And actually the biggest thing for me that I've realized that was something that was missing before was that my partner should just believe in me so deeply. They should just believe in me because I can't be the only one doing it. I can, but it's not fun to be that way. And you don't feel inspired being that way. If you're the only person that believes in you, you can absolutely be the only person that believes in you and get everywhere you want to go. But if I'm going to have a partner, why would I pick someone who doesn't believe in me? Um, so I guess once I had this whole realization, it was a really huge aha moment. And then I'm like, came to all these other conclusions about like, why do I even like flirt with men that I don't like? Like what, what's the point? And it was all, all connected to like, I guess, self-esteem, self-value, self-worth. Like I don't need the attention of these people that I'm not interested in. So why am I wasting my time giving them any energy at all? And there's one thing to be kind. And there was another thing to be like a, you know, engaging in any sort of flirtation with someone that you're not interested in. And so once I relieved this, well, once I brought the value back into me and realizing I could do all of this stuff without anyone else, I just had a huge release. I realized I didn't need to find this in someone else. I didn't need value from anyone else. I didn't need money from anyone else. I didn't even need love from anyone else because I had it all on my own. And instead, it was like, what are you adding to my life? And I actually just refused to entertain anything unless I felt like it was the right thing for me. And so... As I sit here, I sit down, I look at what I'm doing, and I, I think about where I want to go and what I want to do. I know it's going to be probably effing hard to get there. But I know that I can do it, and I trust myself. And I just trust people. I trust that it's going to work out. I know that it will, because if you want something... You're ready to make that journey. We're, we're not given wants and beliefs and thoughts and desires for things that we're not capable of having or of achieving for that matter. So next time you see something and you feel a bit jealous, think about this as a clue. 
Is this something you really want? And what is it that you really want? What do you want your life to look like? When you wake up in the morning, what do you want to see? When you, what do you want to feel? What do you want to touch? What do you want to hear? Who do you want to be around you? What's your pattern? When do you leave your house? When do you, where, where do you go when you do leave your house? What kind of job do you have? Do you feel fulfilled? How do you spend your days? How do you spend your hours, your minutes, your, your time? Who are you spending it with? What are you eating? Where are you going? Who are you seeing? What sort of things are you experiencing? I know what all these things look like for me. And actually, as I, I sat here, I just pulled out my journal because I literally bring it in my bag with me anywhere. Whenever I have an emotion I need to work through, I just pull that out and here we are. And I just wrote right now, like I, I pulled it out, I started rambling and then I go, I think I'm, no, sorry, I know, and I underlined the word no. It's going to take a hell of a lot of courage to get where I want to go in this life. And I'm going to push through it. I absolutely will. And I just, I really trust that. I really trust that. And I just think like, if you keep putting energy into something, it's going to work out. And maybe it won't work out exactly as you thought. Maybe it'll go in a different direction that's actually better for you. It's so interesting. I just had like another thing line up for me this week, last week, actually. It's just so funny the way things work out where just something that I was, that I had been enjoying fell through for that given time. And what's so interesting to me actually is that it seemed to be in my life for the perfect amount of time. It came in at the right time and it left actually you know, and I was so upset about it, but when this, you know, sort of experience left, I felt, like, so upset about it, and then I realized, like, I actually couldn't handle it if I also had this thing still going on, and it's removed itself from my life in, in the absolute best way possible, so, so things, even when they seem like they're pushing you away from what you actually want, you're getting closer, you're getting closer and it's it's one day at a time and it's coming to you and if you keep showing up for yourself there's no way there's no way you're not going to get where you want to go because if you have these thoughts and these feelings and these beliefs if something is meant for you it will not miss you if you keep going you'll get there and i will add one more thing about this we designed this whole life around retiring at 65 and dying at 75. And we think like, oh my God, I'm almost X age, whatever it is. Um, what, whether you're almost 20 or almost 30 or almost 40, you're like, oh my God, and you have all these expectations for yourself. Like I remember when I was younger, thinking like 25, 26, was so old and that like, by 26, you have your whole life figured out. Like you probably own your apartment and you do all this stuff. And it, what's so funny actually is that probably at 26, I am doing a lot of things that seem so independent compared to what I was doing, I guess, at 20 or 21 or whatever I was doing in university. But you don't realize 
like in the moment you still feel young like I still feel so young and so I always get this fear around my birthday about six months before my birthday I start getting a fear of being you know that year older so when I was 25 I was scared of being 26 for about six months and then by the time I got to 26 I felt ready and this year I'm 26 I'm already getting scared of being 27 and I just realized like I still feel so young I'm not scared of being 27 because even though when I was younger, I thought the number 27 seemed old, I feel young at 27, therefore 27 is young. And what I was thinking about this age thing, I was thinking about exactly what I said earlier, how we're meant to retire at 65 and die at 75. But somebody born in this generation, like we could live to 100. I want to live to 120. I hope. I think we'll have figured out how to make the world a better place by then. But um, not that it isn't already a great place to exist. But I, I will say, we act like there's like a limited amount of time, but in reality, we have so much more time than we ever had. And there's just no such thing as a hurry in this case. Because everything's coming at the exact right time. Things are, things that feel like they're not coming at the right time are at a better time than you could even ever pick yourself if you saw the whole timeline of your life. When you think back, you think of something traumatic that happened or something that was challenging. And think of what you were able to take away from that situation. There actually might not have been a better time. Time is just what you make of it. And so, it's time to follow whatever sort of dream you want, whatever sort of thing you're after. You have more than enough. You have everything that you need because everything you need is exactly who you are. If it's something that's meant for you, everything that you are as a person will be absolutely everything that you need to get there. And you just have to keep showing up. Okay. I hope you have a beautiful, perfect day. Ah, wow. How much my voice has changed in this episode. You guys must know me so well now. You hear my voice has changed so dramatically, and then I feel like you can, like, hear my aura. Okay. I just feel like sending you a hug now. I wish I could send you all a big hug. Okay. With love, Audrey.